0: Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, the podcast that brings you the fun and funny of wrestling. I am your host Scott Narver, and with me is the greatest new Japan pro wrestling commentator, my favorite on AfterBuzz TV Raw, and the newest writer of the show Detroiters on Comedy Central, Mark Rosica. It is great to be back with you on Curtain Jerk, Scott Narver. Thanks for having me. Is that true? The Detroiters thing is that true? Detroiters, yes, I wrote. I got to write for uh, part of uh, season two of Comedy Central's Detroiters. That's awesome. It's almost as we speak. There's just a couple more weeks of um, shooting, and it'll be on in probably February. Uh, season two on Comedy Central. That's cool. Do you get to be there for the shooting at all? They're like, "No writers, get them away. They don't want us standing around <laughs> bothering them. Absolutely not." <laughs> How many episodes did you write? Uh, featuring Kevin Nash uh gosh none i hate I hate to say I, I, I'm not sure if I should say this. Okay. But uh I can cut this if you want. Uh, uh, no, we I I'll just say this that okay. I, that in season 1 of Detroiters, yes. uh, which already has aired and is available um on demand. Yeah. Um in episode 9 of season 1 was my favorite episode of season 1 and um Kevin Nash plays the father of one of the leads of the show, Tim Robinson. And and Nash is in the episode a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of Nash at all, It's a really fun watch. He's not, he doesn't make just a short cameo. He's in a, he's in a ton of the episode and it's a really heartfelt episode and Nash has got some acting chops. Like he's got a lot to do in it. He's got to be funny. He's got to be dramatic. He's got to be serious. Uh, He's really great in it. It was my favorite episode of the first season. So Mm -hmm. check it out. If you're a Nash fan, y'all, which will get you geared up for season two, the better season. The Warzeka season, <laughs> yes, but um, yeah. If you're a friend, I mean, look, Nash has played. Why should I be surprised? He was Kevin Nash. He was N.W.O. Wolfpack Nash. He mm-hmm. was Diesel. Mm-hmm. He was the Master Blaster. Mm-hmm. He was Vinny Vegas. Mm-hmm. He was Oz. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's a talented actor. Super Shredder. Whoa, <laughs> that uh, that uh, <laughs> that guard at that club and John Wick. <laughs> Have you talked at all about the movie that you're in on this on this Curtain Jerks podcast? No, the listeners haven't heard a single word about it. <laughs> Not at all. Because uh, I just watched last night uh, your movie, Dave Made a Maze. As research for this podcast? Well... <laughs> It's available on demand everywhere. It's on on demand on iTunes. It's on demand on my I watched it on demand on my cable system. And what um, cable system is that, Mark? It used to be Time Warner cable that is now Spectrum. It is just uh, shifted to Spectrum. How's the guide on there? Is it a good guide? It's a very good guide. In fact, I I had a super easy time finding the movie. Well, that's great. It was under the category of still in theaters, which (laughs) I checked because I knew it was still playing in theaters. True. (laughs) And I said this is Common sense. This is a very intuitive guide. Let me look through. Uh, Dave made a maze, and that's it. Yes. But I loved the movie. I thought it was one of the most playful, magical, creative films I've seen in a long time. It reminded me in a great way of uh, uh, watching The NeverEnding Story when I was a kid or Jim Henson stuff. It was really fun. And and, uh, not only are you great in it, but our friend... um, John Hennigan slash John Morrison slash Johnny Mundo slash Johnny Impact also is, appears in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never see his face in the movie. I don't think. No, you just see that sweet bod. But you'll know for sure who Johnny is playing. It's not even close to but, looking like another human <laughs> his body. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll know it's him. But, Scott, you're in this whole movie. I mean, you're... You're in a ton of this film. Yeah. And you do a great job in it. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, they couldn't cut me out of that as much as they wanted to. Yeah. But I love the movie. If you really want to air in the mood for something different, it's so creative and fun. I thought it was really great. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's available everywhere. You'll hear me plug it at the end of the show as well. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's making another theatrical run. It just keeps popping up more and more theaters. So you can go to com slash screenings and see if it's playing near you. But if you just want to get it right at home, get it on video on demand. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, things have been happening. SummerSlam Fallout. Yeah. Big the, time. Big the, time stuff. Yeah, happened. SummerSlam Fallout, the build to No Mercy Mm -hmm. And Hell in a Cell. No Mercy in our backyard. Yeah. We got No Mercy right out here at Staples Center in Los Angeles. And then you're going to have Hell in a Cell... In your previous backyard Yeah, I think I'm gonna go I'm from Detroit originally and I know I can read your shirt, Mark <laughs> It says Detroit Bad Boys on my shirt You have to uh, wear that going to Detroit So everyone knows <laughs> Oh, he's a local He's one of us <laughs> Actually, when you're in Detroit Everyone assumes you're a local There's not a big uh, tourist industry in my hometown I gotta no. tell you uh, that's if a RoboCop's wrong, if you're there, you are a local. But uh, you know the Joe Lewis Arena, which is the arena that I grew up going to see wrestling at. Stupid name, the named after the legendary fighter Joe Louis. Boo, fake. Uh, mm, I'm hungry. You know, you know, all these things happen at the Joe Lewis Arena. Austin uh, coming out in the Zamboni mm. in the attitude. That was Joe Lewis Arena. Were you there? Uh, I was there. Oh, I was there for that. No shit. I really was there for Were that. You the yeah. The guy who threw the uh, the inflatable Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> into the ring right as he got in there. I wish I was. oh, I actually do have a kind of cool story about that night. Please, you I have was... a lot of cool stories about all wrestling events you go to, Mark. <laughs> I do. I've, I've uh, well maybe, but I I was. Um, Working that night, not far away, at uh, at the Second City Comedy Theater, which was just a few blocks away from Joe Louis Arena, mm-hmm. but I had to work, and I couldn't see all of Raw. And you remember what it was like in the Attitude Era. Every show was sold out immediately, mm-hmm. and tickets were impossible to get. This was before, I mean, this was pre, like, what year was that, 97? I mean, you couldn't— Like, you had to go to uh, the warehouse— to buy tickets like you had to yeah. s- sit in line before the store opened to get them. There was no buying them online. There was no apps to get them. You had to do a scalpers or go to like a Robinson's May to yeah. get tickets. So I didn't get tickets right away because I was like, I can't go. I'm working. I'll probably only be able to get there for like whatever the last the second part of Raw. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna buy a ticket. They sold out in a second. And then the then the night was coming, and I got off work, and I was like, man, I really want to see this Raw show. The wrestling's on fire right now. It's driving me crazy. I'm not at the show. I went over to Joe Louis Arena. I went straight, and I knew that inside in Joe Louis Arena they had actual standing room only areas, so you could buy a ticket to a seat, yeah. But they had standing room only areas all throughout the arena where you could kind of just lean against a wall in the arena and watch the show. And I knew that existed, and I said, I'm going to get into this show. I went to Joe Lewis Arena, I, I, and it was like you know, an hour and a half into the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. I raced towards the doors. It was all empty. Everybody else was inside. There were a couple people standing around like ticket takers at the doors. I barreled in, and with a sense of great authority, <laughs> without ever stopping for one second, I just went straight in the doors. And the ticket takers kind of glanced, glanced at me, and I was just like, hey, I left my phone in the car. I just ran out to get it. Uh, I'm just going back to my seat. And no one questioned me. I went straight into the arena with purpose, went into a standing room only area, stand there, l- leaned up against the wall. And at that moment, McMahon's in the ring with that like title belt or whatever that he was presenting that night. Right. And like, the fucking Austin comes out in the Zamboni. Like, I get there, I lean what? against the wall, and Austin comes out in the Zamboni. Holy like, shit. immediately after. Yeah, and it was... and the I, I remember that specifically, like... That just getting there, and that happening, and the roof coming off of that place—like I remember the pop, the noise for that—was yeah. was unbelievable. He's going to Don't let him in here. Don't let him in, yes. in here. Yes. And then and just like, wing. and and the and the and the hockey is so huge in Detroit, and they're in the home of the Red Wings, and for him to come out on that Zamboni mm-hmm. was like as big as it was in the Attitude Era in general. I think for Detroiters. In that arena, it was even bigger. Wow. Like it was, it was anyway. So like that was a really memorable, like amazing moment for me as a fan. Yeah. But I was also there for um, Undertaker won his first ever championship in Joe Louis Arena from Hogan at, a, oh, at Survivor Series. Uh, that no, that uh, that wasn't that a. Uh... Oh what was it And then they did I, the This Tuesday is in Texas A few days later And they switched it, it back Oh okay That's yeah. what it was So he won it At a Survivor Series And then two nights later They switched it back Okay That's my I, I'm pretty sure That's what happened You're probably right yeah. I remember Undertaker won it Or it was vice we, versa I just don't remember Flair slid the chair in the ring And Undertaker pile-drived him on it and mm-hmm. But that was in Shane McMahon's return Just a couple years ago That was in Joe Louis Arena You were there for that too I was not there for that mm. There was one other huge thing In Joe Louis Arena That I'm forgetting Something There was. Of the Rock. There was Saturday Night's main event there, the one with Hogan and um, Andre and the Battle Royal building up WrestleMania three. Okay, there was the main event where it was supposed to be Mike Tyson wrestling, uh, uh, refereeing, and he lost to Buster Douglas like six days before, and Buster Douglas filled in for him. <laughs> uh, but like just a lot of great wrestling history at the Joe, but it's closed now, mm-hmm. and WWE. The last ever event at Joe Lewis Arena was a WWE House Show. Really? Yeah, it was. Brought, and Lesnar uh, against Joe was on top just a couple weeks ago. Oh my God, Joe Lewis! <laughs> they brought him back for it, Scott. <laughs> Amazing! They brought him back for it. But anyways, this was uh, a long way to get to. I think I'm gonna go to Detroit because WWE's gonna have their first Hell in the Cell coming up in October. It's yeah. gonna be the first ever wrestling show in the new arena. Yeah, which is just opening called the Little Caesars Arena. That's a great name. No, it's not. Oh my god, pizza pizza. No, it's not a great name. It's I horrible. Got five dollar pizzas. Mark, that's so delicious. <laughs> it's a great food to have with wrestling. Think about it. You go, you know, when you're watching wrestling, you're like, oh, man, I want pizza so bad and get it delivered. Mm. But I love Little Caesars and they don't deliver at all. <laughs> I know. I'll go to the Little Caesars Arena. That they've way I can they've just got go to have it there. Get it and then take it to my seat. They won't <laughs> deliver it there either. Well, it's opening. In fact, I think it, yeah, it's opening in like two weeks. And Hell in a Cell will be the first wrestling show at the... World famous. Little Caesars Arena. Can I tell you right now, Mark? Yeah. Little Caesars Arena. Gonna turn that town around. Detroit's on the upswing, Mark. Just from that? Just from that. (laughs) It's gonna put smiles on every Detroiter's face. Yeah, it's gonna put pizza pizza on every Detroiter's face. Did you work that into Detroiters season two? Uh, There is... uh, There is... I, I probably have to be vague about what I say, but there is sure. Little Caesars stuff in season two, for sure. That That is the best season of Detroit. Are. <laughs> are you really this big of a Little Caesars pizza fan? I actually do like Little Caesars quite a bit, <laughs> but I'd never go. You don't? Know, there's not, <laughs> not a lot of them out here. I gotta go get it. There's not a lot of them out here. Yeah, you gotta go get it, but yeah. it's only five bucks. Right, that's the payoff. That's the payoff. That's and the payoff. Very funny commercials. They do have creative commercials. Mm-hmm. Det- Detroit- I actually went to a Sonic the other day. This is on topic, I feel. Is, cause there, is there... Sonic, you know, plays on Raw all the time. And that's... Um, yeah. For, uh, at least for our listeners in the United States, literally, like, every single Raw commercial break has a Sonic commercial. Mm-hmm. And I'm never upset by it because it's uh, Peter... Oh, boy. What's his last uh, name? Peter Gross. Peter Gross. And T.J. Jagadowski are the two actors. Two amazing improvisers that I'm sure you've worked with. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Um, and I've just watched as performers, but they always have these hilarious Sonic commercials. And I dawned on me the other day, I go, I've never eaten at a Sonic. I thought there wasn't one out here. There's one right near me where I live. Oh, really? Out in Laguna Hills. No kidding. So, Laguna Hills, California has a Sonic. That's right. It sure does. Wow. It might technically be Mission Viejo. It's like right on the cusp. Uh-huh. I went there the other day. Perfectly acceptable. It's great. Yeah, they got tater tots. I know. That's the best part. That is the best part. Yeah. They got crazy drinks for days. Yes. They've got all these different types of ices and slushies, milkshakes, I just wasn't feeling it that day, but that is a cornucopia of fun to have. Did you, dry, did you do the old school drive up to the whatever you call it, and they come to your car window and bring you the food? I didn't. It was too hot, and I just wanted to be at home in air conditioning <laughs> and eat the food. Oh, so you don't mind picking up Sonic and taking it home, but Little Caesars, you have a problem with. I didn't have to get out of my car, Mark. <laughs> it was a nice luxury. <laughs> Little Caesars doesn't have to get out. Uh, Detroit went ballistic when they called it Little Caesars Arena by in the way. In celebration? No, not in celebration. Oh. Everyone was appalled. Did Roman Reigns make the announcement? Is that why? <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. That's probably the only way they could have got booed more. Because the Little Caesars company, uh, you know, their, their parent company is called Olympia. But Olympia owns a bunch of stuff in Detroit. They own the Little Caesars chain. They own the, uh, the Comerica Park, which was there the Tigers play they own the Red Wings they own the Fox they own a bunch of stuff but um, it's a shame it wasn't Anthem that owned it they (laughs) could have the Owl Arena yeah (laughs) that'd be amazing Uh, the Jeff Jarrett Arena no 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 the 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 Aaron Jarrett Arena the Ed Nordholm Arena The Matt and Jeff Hardy arena. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they wanted to keep the rights to it so bad. Exactly. The broken Hardys arena. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the Olympia owns it. So when they first Olympia was like, we're going to build a new Red Rings arena and close down the Joe. Everybody was like, great. We need a new arena in Detroit. And there were all these articles about what it should be called, and people were speculating. And they they really wanted to... The most popular, I think, was the Gordie Howe Arena, because mm. it's such a hockey town, yeah. to honor him. RoboCop so, Arena. When RoboCop Arena would be great. You no, know, Detroiters actually don't like RoboCop. That is... Because it portrayed the city so poorly. Uh, are they not... Was they wrong? it wrong? I mean... I mean... I mean... I don't know. I love my city. But we could use a Robocop. Right. It was there to help in time of need. Yeah. Yeah. We could have used Robocop and Sting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They know each other. Yeah. They know each other from back in the day. We're buddies. <laughs> but Detroiters lost their minds when Olympia announced it was going to be Little Caesars Arena. Everybody's still up in arms about it. Uh, so I'm sorry, Scott, they don't share, share your enthusiasm. But I wasn't as surprised because I worked for many years for Olympia Entertainment. Mm-hmm. They also owned the, the Second City Comedy Theater there. They owned it. Oh. They owned the building and they paid us. And we knew always how self-obsessed this company was. We, each year, in, um, for our Christmas bonus, every year, <laughs> in our check right before Christmas... We would get two coupons for free crazy bread (laughs) at any Little Caesars location, and the coupons expired December 31st of that year. (laughs) This this didn't just happen one year. This happened like four years in a row. Why would you wait (laughs) to cash in that free crazy bread? Don't wait. You'd have to be crazy to wait longer than a week. (laughs) it's the holidays families around you want that crazy Mm. bread yeah that bread is crazy good (laughs) i mean you gotta dip it in something i don't think you do yeah you do i think it's pretty good as it is i would have called the arena crazy bread arena i'd have called it pizza pizza arena (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) So you're excited to go see Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. And the day before that, uh, XIPW, which is a local uh, promotion in Michigan. What does that stand for? Uh, um, extreme Insane uh, Championship Wrestling. In- extreme Insane uh, Insane Professional Wrestling. Mm. Um they, or maybe it's XICW. I might be mixing up the uh, the C. It might be XLCW. Uh, What's that? Extreme Little Caesars Wrestling. <laughs> oh, no, no. Scott, don't do it. The uh, They're having their biggest show ever there at, at Cobo Hall. Ever? Ever. Jack Swagger's coming in. Santino Marella's coming in. I thought he was retired. Jim Cornette is coming. Well, there's a convention that day, too. Wait, so those two hate each other. I know they're gonna both be at that thing at the same time. Holy shit. Yeah, maybe Cornette will slap him around again. That'll be <laughs> yeah, entertaining. Bogeyman shows up. Uh, I think Bobby Heenan's coming in for the convention part. Mm, okay. So oh <laughs> It just bummed me out. It just makes uh, me sad. Bobby a lot Heenan's of great my favorite of all time. And it makes me sad. A lot of great local wrestlers. So that's gonna be the night before Helena. Cell. And Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson are having a show that weekend too in Detroit. So it's a huge wrestling weekend in Michigan that week. I want Shivani go. That's a better show. I don't think he wants to do that stuff. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. I don't think he wants to do that stuff. He is commentating again. You know about that? I know he's going to do the MLW one shot. He's going to do one night only as a a, a commentator. You and Shane Hartline got me hooked on these uh, Conrad Thompson shows. Aren't they great? Uh, One of them is. Wait, wait, which one do you like? I like Shivani's show a lot. Better than The Pritchard Show. By far. You're the only person I've ever known to say this. Really? Yeah, everyone else is the opposite. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. What do you like so much about the Tony Shivani podcast? I like Shivani's podcast so much because he gives uh, full answers. He listens to what Conrad has to say. It Mm -hmm. seems like they like one another. They have good banter back and forth. Mm -hmm. And Shivani is playful. And if he doesn't know something, he still gives full answers with with ideas and details and opinions. Mm -hmm. Rather than Bruce not listening to what Conrad said and gives a a pro-WWE answer to something that wasn't even answered. And then Conrad has to go back and go, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this. Yeah. He does have to call them out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he does have to call them out a lot. I don't know if I'm listening to the worst episodes because I've only listened to three, but well, that's been 18 hours of my life. Right. <laughs> They're long shows. Uh, but yeah, I, Shivani and him, I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. I like the ads even. And you know what? I'll say this. I'll what? Say, this. say it. Say it. This has nothing to do with this show. I don't think that Bruce Pritchard's impressions are that good. <laughs> I think he's got a couple of ones. Are you jealous? That more people listen to his (laughs) shitty impersonations Than my own? Yes (laughs) Uh, When Shivani does that commentating that night He's got to say This is the greatest night in the history of our sport He's got to say it right And then when the show's coming to an end That they're running out of time Well, Sorry guys we're out of time Join us next week He shouldn't say join us next week even though there's not another show (laughs) And (laughs) any show needs to be acknowledged That they're running out of time Because they're never going over (laughs) It is the greatest night in the history of our sport. The greatest night. Yep. So yeah, that got me. That it got me back into uh, wrestling podcasts again because yeah. Jericho was just souring me to no end. Yeah, all of them. I listen to many uh, wrestling. How many at this point? Thousands. No, I don't know. <laughs> there's like there's a lot of good ones out there, including Curtain Jerks. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- one other thing that happened this past week that mm. we have to discuss. Yes. Mayweather, McGregor, uh huh, the boxing match of the century, yes, of the century. We're only in 2017. So does that mean only of the when does it? When do you count it from 1917 until now, yeah. or 2000 until now? I mean, I really liked Mike Tyson versus uh, uh, Trevor Burbick. Uh huh. That was a great fight. Uh huh. Knocked him right in the cameraman. Is this a real a what you're saying, this or is he making it up? Yeah. I've never heard of the second thing you just said. Trevor Burbick. Trevor Burbick sounds Burbick. like a, a WWF jobber from like 1986. <laughs> well, he was a jobber to Mike Tyson. <laughs> Pretty sure. And he's in this corner, right. Trevor Burbick. That's. I think that was one of the ladies' names in the mayon Young Classic. <laughs> uh, that you watched it. I watched it separate places. Did you pay? Hell no. It was $100. No, I was at a party with like 30 people there. Okay. Some the some nice person who hosted the party uh paid for it. So thank you. Nice person. Did you know them? No, I didn't know them. Oh, okay. But <laughs> well, you got in. I got in, yes. Okay. I was invited by a friend who knew them. Okay. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch it with I I look, I had a blast watching. I feel all guilty now. Listen, why? My because my whole Facebook Did feed, you bring little Caesars? No. <laughs> um I, I would have brought it and I wouldn't have been resentful about it like you are, Scott. <laughs> Uh, you'd bring little Caesar to a party and be like, "Here's your little Caesars, everybody." I had to get out of my car to get it. And You just throw it down in front of everyone. I hope you enjoy it because it got cold for a second. <laughs> um, no, you know, I my whole Facebook feed has been people going. That whole weekend was like McGregor, you know. You shouldn't buy this fight. You shouldn't buy it. Mayweather's a spousal abuser. He abuses women. If you give him money, this and that. McGregor's a racist. You shouldn't be supporting this. You shouldn't be this. Like my whole Facebook. I mean, look, I. uh, That's exactly why I'd want to watch two people (laughs) fight each other. Because they're both terrible people. They should be punched in the face by one another. (laughs) That's true. Now all this is in my head and I feel guilty saying how much I love that fight. But what's wrong with that? Two deplorable people getting into a ring and pummeling the shit out of each other. Right. That's great. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to be in a public place with them and have them want to fight me or hit them like at home. Like, you know what? I'm going to hit my significant other. No. Get in a ring. Punch the shit out of each other. This is great. I feel like I'm a confession and you're my priest and you've absolved <laughs> me of all my sins, Scott. I think I have good uh, priest skills, but they don't see it that way. <laughs> I thought the fight was... Um million times more entertaining than I expected. What about you? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Except for the company that I was with, uh, with the exception of my girlfriend. What happened? Was Steve Sears there? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to picture what Steve would have done to... I think he would have just been concocting things with different sauces and being displeased. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was a great fight. Yeah. I thought it... Even though that's not the purpose of what was happening, they told a great story. It was like straight out of a movie. Yeah. You're seeing for the first three rounds that McGregor's, the aggressor's scoring points, but occasionally doing instinctual MMA moves like he's doing hammer fist, The ref's like, you can't fucking do that. You can't hit him on top of the head right. with the gloves. Stop it. Although he didn't take points away, and McGregor kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so he just kept pushing the limit with that. And then by round 4 then Mayweather starts to wake up a little bit and starts to do a little something. Then round 6 was the back and forth. Yeah. This was Drago and Rocky like going back and forth. And then I think that was the round 2 with the shove. Oh yeah, 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 At yeah. The end of the round that uh Mayweather shoves McGregor. And then the hilarious part was the ref then shoves Mayweather into his corner. Yeah. Um and then yeah, that was like a that there. was like a spot that like who who used to do a spot like that with the referee? Like, Ric Flair used to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Where he would, like, push the rap Tommy Young, and Tommy Young would, like, shove him back. It was, like, that spot. And Triple H and <laughs> Earl Hebner, where he'd shove yeah. Earl, and then Earl would shove him back, and Triple H would go down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great. And then leading up to, you know, McGregor just got tired, and uh, Mayweather took him out. But I, I agree with McGregor on that. The only criticism of the fight being that, the ref didn't let him get knocked down. Oh, that's ridiculous. But that's what a technical knockout is. Well, you can't but, defend yourself anymore. Well, but I, I'm... It's not MMA. MMA, they would let you fight still. But boxing, they don't. Sure, they do. <laughs> they get knocked around in the head all the time. Yeah. I think in that case, when it's such a gigantic fight... Yeah, yeah. When you have championship caliber fighters, and you don't want to hear about this ever. You yeah. You never want there to be questions or people wondering, or the, even for the ref's sake, if he's on Twitter or going to the grocery store, <laughs> to, for people to go, shoulda let it keep going. I don't think that ref will care. <laughs> that ref will be like, I told you to stop, so stop! <laughs> and so I, I just feel like, a couple more punches, he goes down, like, that's it, you got knocked to the ground, this is over. You want to see him get knocked out. I don't know if you, yeah. Connor, I don't think can be knocked out. He's not unknockoutable. <laughs> So it was Mayweather, apparently. you remember that Diaz fight? Did you see the Diaz fight? Connor and uh, Diaz? I saw highlights. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean, those guys should have knocked each other out a thousand times in that fight. And both stayed up and kept fighting. That was one of my favorite UFC fights I've ever seen. Well, they kept earning their special from all the crowd noise. (laughs) So they couldn't be knocked out. But we all thought that the fight... No one thought the fight was going to be as good as the fight was. No one thought it. No one? Not a single person on this earth. (laughs) Uh, I mean, all the experts on everything were saying, it's going to be three rounds, it's going to be four rounds, it's going to be whatever. You know, sure. The council of experts on everything? I think that they underestimated- the Meet in the mountains? How, yeah. <laughs> the bo- Is that where the boxing council meets? Yeah. <laughs> I think that everyone underestimated how well Conor would do. He did better than everyone thought and overestimated uh, McGregor. Like, McGregor hadn't- uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mayweather. Mayweather hadn't fought in two years. Yeah. And is 40 years old now and, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't quite the same fighter as he had been. But he had, he had a strategy and he and he easily won. I was a firm believer of McGregor was going to win it. You did think that? Yeah. I bought into it. Wow. Because I just thought he will be the aggressor and he will go after him. Like He, he did. You were right about that. He that, did. That he's just going to want to get that knockout. Yeah. And that he was just going to push push it. And then I had not really watched a lot of Mayweather, so I saw how skilled he was at ducking and getting the hell out of the way and getting the clinch and wearing him out. Yeah. You know, everybody was saying, I was there with a lot of uh, wrestling fans, and everybody was saying... if. The wrestling finish would be Connor beats him in an upset mm-hmm. because then you not only get the rematch, you get three. Yeah. Right? That's right, how you yeah. get three matches out of it because exactly. then you got to come back and do the rematch. So Mayweather wins the rematch, but then you got to do the tiebreaker. Right. So you get three fights out of it. But, uh, but that, that I honestly thought, and I know everybody thinks I'm insane when I say this, but I honestly thought because the whole thing was such a circus, mm. none of it matters anyways. Mayweather's retired, Connor's not a boxer, none of this matters. Right. I honestly thought that that they would fight a few rounds and then Connor would like double leg him, take him down, and <laughs> choke him out. I thought, what does this guy have to lose? That'd be amazing. What does he have to lose? And That's what like does it matter? Piper throwing the stool at Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really thought there was a chance something like that could happen or that he would throw an errant elbow like, uh yeah, I forgot you can't elbow for a second and knock him out. Uh-huh. Like just some weird like wrestling disqualification kind of finish where they there's no clean ending and they both kind of save face. Would man, I'm trying to picture what that would have done if people would have been furious or they would have demanded refunds or I don't know, would they be satisfied with some guy going I'm bringing my world into you, like I got you in the ring, and now I'm gonna choke you out. I mean, look, May. What would it have mattered to Mayweather? He's probably not gonna fight again ever, anyways. And it would have made Con- it would have t- made Connor even more infamous. Yeah, <laughs> to break the rules of the agreed-upon bout. Yeah. You probably would have been fined a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I didn't follow it that closely. It's possible there was something in the contract that said, look, you can't do something like this. And right. if you do, you lose the purse. Yeah, you lose all this money. Yeah. And yeah. you might have been like, okay, but I'll be the most seeked-out UFC fighter of all time. Yeah. Because I break the rules. Yeah, But, yeah, it was good. I dug it. It was good. And I guess we're not going I guess we're not gonna see our Brock Lesnar John Jones fight anytime soon, huh? No. Uh It doesn't look like it. Unless it's at the main event of WrestleMania. People love drugs. (laughs) Drugs are good apparently. John Jones, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why people cheer him. I don't get it. (sighs) I don't know if anybody's going to after this. I don't they boo cormier still. I know. I like Cormier. Yeah, Cormier's great. He's just in a really tough position. Yeah, yeah, not you know hitting pregnant women with his car and running away. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> being you know, an upstanding citizen, he never beat, he never beat the champion for the title, and the fans give him a hard time about it. It's not his fault. It's shitty that they give him a hard time about it. It's not True. his fault. True. It's not his fault. True. Well, do you think Braun Strowman's going to beat Brock Lesnar for the title? I don't think so. No. No. Can you believe how good? You know, they always, WWE always hype stuff. And go, this is WrestleMania worthy. They really have two WrestleMania worthy m- matches on this show. this no mercy show that we're going to have here coming up in LA. The Intercontinental title match. No, no Scott. Oh. The Women's Championship. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't believe they're going to. Well, Strowman and Lesnar. Awesome. I'm really excited for it. And yes. then Cena and Reigns sh- shocked me that they're doing this on this mm-hmm. show and uh, these two huge matches on this random B pay-per-view in September. No mercy, Mark. I'm more there interested in no mercy for the audience member. What do you mean? No mercy from no mercy bad wrestling? <laughs> cuz <'Cause> it'll <laughs> be so good. No mercy granted from huge superstars colliding. <laughs> um where what, la- what did you think cuz I've been shocked that both Dale Relledge and Giant Laquasto on yeah. Compadres this past week. Yeah. Hated the promo between John Cena and Roman Reigns on Raw. Okay, blew my Here, mind. I'm gonna say what I thought, and then I, I'd like to hear what you thought. Okay. I th- have I okay. My my overall verdict on it is I didn't like it either. What? Okay, as an individual piece of television, yes. I thought it was completely shocking totally engrossing and engaging and compelling and if their goal was to ch- short term to get everybody talking um about the segment they accomplished that goal everybody was talking about it it was crazy on twitter everybody was talking about it so like any good episode of married with children they filled the quota of all those things they f- <laughs> that's right yeah that's right exactly however i don't I personally, I don't want to turn into Jim Cornette here, but I personally don't enjoy, just in what I like about wrestling, yes. I don't enjoy that much breaking of character and real life terminology in the in the mixed in with the storylines. Yes. And if the long-term goal look, the the at the end of the day, John Cena is leaving wrestling. He's leaving. I mean, he's on his no. way out. He's no. Scott, it's no. gonna happen, Scott. No, he can't do this forever. Never give up. He's he's not gonna give up. He's just gonna die. Those Cricket Wireless <laughs> fans who I have bad stories, I know, will all just turn into ash. What's gonna happen to that poor kid? He never gave up. His mom got, made it through cancer. Mm-hmm. Now John Cena's gonna be gone. <laughs> they can't give up. But in real life, John Cena's going. I I think actually that one of the reasons. I bet that one of the reasons they. Re- they have this match on this pay per view, Cena Reigns, and why they did Cena Nakamura on free TV a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I would guess that Cena's really not going to be around very much anymore. And they're just doing some of these matches that they just know they're otherwise not going to get to do. Mm-hmm. He's going to be gone for a long time, I think. I, I think he's going to be only a really occasional wrestler for them. So, yeah. anyways, with that in mind, Cena really is leaving. Roman Reigns, for for whatever reasons, they still want Roman Reigns to be the guy. And long term, I think this segment sucked for that. I think Cena made Reigns look terrible. I think he completely exposed him. And I don't think that that Reigns winning this match is going to make up for how bad John Cena made him look. I know it was all scripted, but in that promo, I, I just thought it sucked for for long-term building of a guy that you're trying to have be the next guy the guy the guy the big dog it's his yard (laughs) it's he shits in that yard when he speaks but i know i'm in the minority i dale and johnny and i are in the minority i know most fans loved it yeah i loved it yeah I loved it while I was watching it. I was like, this is crazy. I watched it several times over. I was mm-hmm. watching it with my girlfriend, and she's like, what's happening right now? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Fourth wall break. That's what's happening. Yeah. Fourth wall break. <laughs> he, he, he used <laughs> theater terms. I know what that is. Um, I, Yeah, I just enjoyed it for what it was. I like the fact that John Cena, in that moment, whether it was entirely scripted or not, the, the reports are going all over the place. Meltzer saying it was. Melts are saying it was, but I, come on, what is the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. like really, Um lots. <laughs> but that's so weird. Like unless there, someone prints it out with a s- signed of Vince McMahon's signature, saying like, yeah, this was all scripted, and sends it to him. That's. It, I just don't fully buy it. I feel <laughs> like there was riffing amongst it. There was, as an improviser, I have to say, it did feel like some parts of it were off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. When Sean Cena gets in that mode. Yeah. He just goes. Yeah. I mean, certainly like when, when Roman, like Roman got lost at one point and then Cena made fun of him and said, "I, I don't believe that wasn't improvised. Yeah. That was improvised. I believe that too. Yeah. But I believe it was the same situation of stone cold. Steve Austin's podcast on the WWE network with guest Dean Ambrose. That that train wreck, yeah. Where it's John is playing the part of of Stone Cold, yeah, and Dean Ambrose is played by Roman Reigns. It worked so well for Dean, but but it's step up. We've got all eyes on us right now. Like, bring the fucking fire. Wake the fuck up. We have a match here. I think you said something it backstage, not on, not on stage. But he, he probably. I like to think mm. that he did. And then he's out there. It's like fucking wake up man don't just think about i'm supposed to say a b and c and stand in spot x we're fucking doing this right I know, now but, but here's the thing he's not that guy and he's never been that guy roman roman is like this totally wwe born and bred corporate, I mean, it's what John Cena called him, right? And that's, that's why they love him. That's why they want him to be in that position. And then they're mad at him that he's doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the, that's the weird part that these guys are in flux. Dean and Roman, these guys who are supposed to go forth and carry on, but they're made in a fucking lab. Yeah. When you have the older guys that are, that were exposed to enough of, Oh, if this moment happens, I just got to go crazy yeah. And then ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. And it didn't happen with Roman. And I I always like the spontaneous, crazy element that I want to be shocked in my wrestling show. I don't want to see formula. I don't want to see someone just doing something. So if Roman is exposed for that, fine. You can't fucking hang on this show. This show is live. This show is crazy. And it's raw. But where does that go? It goes. Ch- where does it build to? Pelvis Wesley. <laughs> Did you even know who Pelvis Wesley was? No, because you refuse to watch Southpaw. I do. Even now, season two is coming. You didn't watch that either. Even now, that Pelvis Wesley was shown on <laughs> Raw, that great teaser of probably the greatest Southpaw wrestling character of all time. I was like, I'm such a huge fan of Southpaw, and I've I've always known that the day was going to come that they were going to put one of these characters on the TV, mm-hmm. and that's not exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> From being a Southpaw <laughs> wrestling fan, was that the worst choice, or would there have been worse? Worst case scenario, I think. That was it? Yeah, I think so. To not only choose that character, but have him come out and get completely mocked and embarrassed and destroyed by, by Elias in two seconds. Yeah. Worst case scenario across the board, yeah, as a Southpaw fan. Does he even have a jumpsuit that fits him on Southpaw? No, I don't know. Because that seemed like one that they just found in a a closet somewhere. Also, Jerry Lawler, what are you thinking? Lawler got up all confident, like, hey, you want to run down Memphis? I got somebody who's going to take care of you. Why would Jerry Lawler, wrestling legend, brilliant wrestling IQ, why would Jerry Lawler think... The Pelvis Wesley <laughs> would be the right choice to defend the honor of Memphis. Why? And any? how could you possibly justify that logically? I had a really crazy thought that was my real thought when that was happening <laughs> of who he was going to bring out. Oh, who'd you think? I, I can't explain why. But in the moment, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to bring out the cat. What? You thought that really was gonna happen? I don't know why. I, I, my brain just like shut into some weird mode where I'm like, oh, "This is this is the moment where he brings out the cat." He was gonna say, "My ex-wife, <laughs> yeah, Ensign Bodhi's ex-wife, and this person's ex-wife, and this person's ex-wife, the cat." <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second, but I had a stupid-ass thought, too, because when he first got up and was like, you can't run down Memphis, I thought, great, Lawler's going to get in the ring and have a match with Elias. <laughs> but then I remembered that Lawler's like 70 and had Art Attack on the show, <laughs> and that they're probably not going to let him do that. Probably not. I, I liked having Lawler back, by the way. I liked being able to understand the commentary yeah. team in full. I mean, it wasn't the dynamic. You don't need him and Corey Graves both out there, I don't think. But no. you could. You could do babyface Lawler with heel Corey Graves and Cole in the middle, and it'd be better than what it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He just was, you know, he was contributing in a meaningful way to the commentary, I think. Lawler yes. was. You know? Yeah. And that's not always the case. No. No. At all. I've been I've been trying to. I don't do it every week. Well, I couldn't do it last week because Lawler was there. But I, I've been ho- I'm one of the the hosts now of of the Raw After Show on After Buzz TV. Yes, and I try to each week point out a, my Booker T line of the night. <laughs> <laughs> my last one from a couple weeks ago was during a Dean Ambrose uh, match. Booker T yelled out, "The lunatic is using his noodle." God. After, after Dean executed a good move. He said, the lunatic is using his noodle. I thought that was a pretty great line. (laughs) That's horrifying. Well, you know, there's more interesting things going on Raw than just all these things that we've talked about. There couldn't be. There is. What? There's a prodigy, Mark. Oh, there is? There's a prodigy. Sure. Jason Jordan. Well, Raw attracts the greatest talent from all over the world. They do. And even when it's related it, with family, uh, Kurt Angle's <laughs> recently revealed son, Jason Jordan. That's my father. <laughs> oh, uh, Jason Jordan's here. I was just introducing you. Yep. <laughs> uh, please, Everyone, please welcome Jason Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's really great to be uh, here. It's really great to be on Monday Night Raw, and it's really great to be Kurt Angle's son. I'm sure it's, it's got to be really... Well, Kurt Angle's been my hero my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, there's a man on this earth who uh, adopted me, raised me as his own child, uh-huh. called him dad my whole life. He is not my hero. Oh. Kurt is my lifelong hero. So to find out that that your hero, your dad, your biological dad, is also your lifelong hero, it's just been amazing. I just hope I can do him proud. Well... Yeah, I mean, you don't even think the man who adopted and raised you is a hero in any way? Well, Kurt Angle is my hero. Oh, all right. He's my lifelong hero. Okay. Well, Amazing. Uh, he's, he's done great. Kurt Angle. He's, he's a member of the TNA Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's true. true. Uh, it's true. The, yeah, he, he has many other accolades He's a as well. milk drinker. Yeah. Yep. He does mm-hmm. like milk. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also one. He was married to uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, wife. Yes. He's beautiful? Yes. I mean he has accomplishments. Many, many accomplishments yes, that he's My he's, hero. He's uh done over the years. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on following in your father's footsteps? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm trying the best I can. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, I'm new to raw and um the competition's tough. You know, it could be uh it could be uh challenging to live up to your uh, father's uh, footsteps. Sure, sure. Yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's Charlotte. No, no, you know, not everybody's Charlotte. No, not Kurt, everybody. You know, Dad's being nice to me so far. I call him Dad now. Oh, that's wonderful. Dad's being nice to me so far, but um, you know, just on camera. Um, <laughs> do you, do you need to step away for a moment? Do you no, want, do you I'm want me to hit hit the stop button? Do you want I'm me to good. cut this part out or anything? I'm good. No, no, I, I'm good. You know, so uh, I mean, on camera, he says he's you know he's proud of me. He loves me. Yeah. No, nope. I, uh, I. Are you guys closer off camera? Off what? camera, he's, you know, he comes up and he and he hugs me. Oh, that's nice. And he whispers in my ear things like, "How could you lose that battle royal, you loser, <laughs> you loser?" Oh, no. I won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and you just lost a battle royal to a. Forty-year-old broken-down Jeff Hardy, you loser. Well, legally, I don't think he's broken. No, I. I Not broken, Jeff Hardy. Just a broken-down Jeff Hardy. I see. Well, I mean, he says stuff like that. Maybe he's. Maybe it's tough love. Maybe yep. it's just tough love to try yep. and motivate you. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Jeff Hardy's. You know, he's hitting another mm-hmm. uh, stride in his career. I'm, yeah, I lost before that too to uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah, I lost. I lost to Finn Balor, and. um... You know, I, I it was a good match, though. I hung with him for a long time, and I, I was mm-hmm. proud of myself. But Dad took me aside and said, uh, "He said, you know, in the first year I was in wrestling, I was already main eventing during the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When there was more talent than ever yeah. on this show, and you just lost to a midget, to a midget from Wales. And uh, that hurt. That hurt. Well, I mean, you know, it's Finn Balor. He's got a... Club, you know, yeah, he, like does followers. he though? He was just out there by himself. Well, the I fans mean, are his club, you know. Yeah, he's got he? a lot of support out there. Not. You have the support of Kurt Angle, yeah. I, do type, I? I well, I mean, uh, I don't know if you type. watched uh, SummerSlam. I did, yeah. It was a great show. Yeah. Did you watch the pre-show? I did. Yes, I did. Did you watch the very beginning of the pre-show before anyone was in the audience? <laughs> I managed to watch that, yes. Because was that's the match I got on SummerSlam. I mean, my dad's in charge of, of Raw, yet I was in a a SummerSlam pre-show match where no one was in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked like... Um, I wasn't sure if people couldn't get in the building or... I mean, maybe, maybe... And I lost. Yeah. I lost. And Dad took me aside, you know, and he said... uh he said, "Um, I purposely left the doors closed <laughs> because of my shame. I didn't want fans in this building to watch you lose again, you piece of turd." No, yeah, that's, that. he, that's what he said. That's what he said. Look, so this is pro- it's probably the same kind of coaching he had growing up to be an Olympic champion. Well, He's yeah, it was tough. He had that guy who killed the who killed people was his coach. What Steve Carell? Oh. Steve, Crow. yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I, yeah, I, hey, Jason Jordan, I hadn't seen that movie yet. Spoiler alert. Can I? Can, can we just lean over here for a second. What? You, you jerk! I haven't seen that movie yet. You just spoiled it for me, Dad. Is that you? You just. Sometimes you need to check in with somebody. and Say, hey, have you? Hey, have you seen the movie Foxcatcher yet? I'm sorry, say, Dad. No, I haven't. God, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Dad. Dad. Dad, I gotta, go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'll try to win for you this week i try to win. Give me somebody easy. Give me our truth (laughs) Oof. That was sad. It was really sad. I I mean, I guess I shouldn't have said what I said, but, man, I I was waiting to watch Foxcatcher and just be in the right mood, and I just haven't seen it yet. You really lost it on that poor guy. Yeah, I know. You just, you gotta sometimes check in when a movie's been out the past five years. All right, we get what spoilers are, Scott. Jeez. He's gonna have a bright future? No, he's probably not. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> it's not going well so far. Well, it can only go up from here. Well, that's one way to look at it. Or go way, way down. Sheldon Benjamin's doing good. <laughs> he's a black guy who's friends with Chad Gable. Uh, you never know. You could always end up... Jason Jordan could be the first person to ever have to go back to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> and drop the angle of, oh, yeah, and I'm not his kid. <laughs> They might hornswoggle it. What's your prediction, by the way? I mean, they must have something in mind for this whole Jason Jordan storyline. Oh, like what this is building to Yeah, us? it's got to be building to something, right? Boy, I don't know. I've thought about it a couple times, and i am it's a real head-scratcher thinking like, yeah, that's neat. He pulls down the straps just like Kurt Angle. And this will mean what forever? I thought maybe Jason Jordan scammed Kurt Angle. is not his son. Whoa. And uses being Kurt's son to get, to work his way up his, up the card and get title shots and opportunities he should not already have, and the rest of the roster starts to sort of turn on him and gets mad about the nepotism, mm-hmm. and then eventually, and Kurt defends it, and then eventually it comes out that Jason Jordan's not his son, he scammed him to like Get onto Raw and get ahead on Raw and the two of them have a match. Or Kurt manages somebody to have a match against Jason Jordan. I thought that's where it had from now till WrestleMania. That was my guess. But so far it doesn't seem to be going that way. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere, actually. Yeah, I could see a bit of that. Like that that's of interest to me, or that he's cheating to get these wins and work his way up and Kurt Angles upset by it. Yeah. I'm like, why are you cheating? You're my son. You should just Be a winner. Yeah. I don't mind the slow burn. I hope they're going somewhere, and the slow burn's not great on this so far. It's like, it just feels like they're treading water, and I don't think it's helping either one of these characters right now, Jason Jordan or Kurt Angle. Oh, I think it's helping Kurt big time. (laughs) You do? (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They gotta get somewhere with this. After the initial goofiness of Kurt Angle, it's like, all right, yeah, where's Stephanie? What about Hey, what about how Kurt had to during the Cena Roman segment? What about Kurt had they made him just stand in the corner and watch for like twenty minutes? I enjoyed that. <laughs> I watched that again a couple of times just to watch Kurt's face. He just stood there. <laughs> it was like, well, like they didn't tell him, "Hey man, just go around the ringside during this part." Yeah, you know, man, take off or uh, or do some over the top referee reactions, where it's you know you're holding your head or looking around, you can't believe it. Well, you good know? thing he was there because Cena got to use him as a prop during that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's it is odd, but I do like your idea. I don't know if they've thought of that. You got to do something. You got to do something. It can't just be a thing. It can't just be. Well, no, he's his son, so it, that's an idea. We're it, done. It can't just be that. Yeah, yeah. I like what you're saying too. Like he starts to cheat. He starts to go a little heel, and then Kurt's like, "Wait a minute, you got to stop." And he's like, "No, I'm not. This is what's happening now." And then they really wrestle or or whatever. But it's got to go somewhere. I mentioned this on Compadres a couple weeks back, where I think another thing too would be fun as he starts to cheat uh, that. He starts to get mad at the audience that says, you know, you suck to Kurt Angle and starts to yell back, your dad sucks. No, your dad sucks. (laughs) That's great. And is defending his father. Right. You don't suck, dad. But then he probably says it to someone whose dad recently died, who's sitting in the front row. And then he has to make an apology on Twitter. And then the whole angle is entirely dropped. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably what happened that is yeah i hope I, if they do have a big breakup i hope they eventually come back to the idea because remember how in the build-up to this reveal of jason jordan kurt was like this news can't come out my whole career would be ruined right my whole life would be ruined like he made it sound like the worst thing ever mm-hmm. is that the world would find out that jason jordan was his son right it would ruin his life and career that's what he literally said yeah so, like, eventually, if Jason Jordan turns heel on him, Jason Jordan should should call, call that back. Mm-hmm. You said that I was the worst thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> you said that acknowledging me would ruin your career, you selfish prick. <laughs> I feel like if ever we have the chance to interview him, that should immediately be a question of Kurt Angle. It's like, so really, Jason Jordan was the worst thing? Yeah, that why? happened. That was he's the worst a, case scenario? He's like a great kid. He's a, he's a great kid. You have no reason to be ashamed of him in any way whatsoever. The circumstances that they laid out of the explanation was that Kurt, like, basically had a one night stand with a girl and never knew that this was his child. Yeah. So why, at any point, would he think his career was threatened? Like, do you do you know what the controversy is in yeah. wrestling that yeah. that gets people upset? It's right. jizzing on title belts. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> also, what is your career being GM of Raw? That would be ruined by this. Yeah. They're not going to take away your little plaque for Hall of Fame. (laughs) They don't care. They don't care. They'll just write you out of it anyway. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Ultimate Warrior created WWE, not Hulk Hogan. And Ultimate Warrior never said anything bad at all at any college. Absolutely not. Don't watch those videos, fans. (laughs) Um, GFW. What's that? Global Force. Rest. Tell me about it, Scott. I haven't been keeping. I mean, I've been reading about it, but I haven't been watching very much. Nothing's pulled you in yet to 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 watch it. Are you DVRing it? No. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I changed my cable plan. I don't have Pop on my new. Yeah, laptop. you have Sephora now. What's that? Uh, it's a makeup company. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what you had. <laughs> so oh, oh oh, Spectrum. Yeah, that's isn't it. Sephora like a makeup store or something yeah, yeah, yeah. for for ladies? Yeah. <laughs> This is what popped into my head. Uh, yeah, I don't have it now. The cat works there. So it's not convenient. I would, I'm sure I could find it online or whatever, but I'd have to seek it out. So it's a yeah. little harder for me to see. But I do keep up with I read about it. I, I actually am probably more interested in it right now than I have been in a long time because of all the new talent that came in. Eli Drake getting... Can I say spoilers? We do we know. It's That's happened. not a spoiler. It's happened. It, yeah, in The uh, past he, two weeks... It's already aired. Uh, it was a live television show, I guess, three weeks ago now by the time this comes out. Um that it was, the, it was the live show. Yeah. People came back, which we're going to be talking about here, and then we've had a new champion in the past week. So things mm-hmm. have been crazy, but I think been crazy good. So please, what do you know? Eli Drake won the title. John Morrison's there. Cornette's in. I'm interested in if they're mixing it up and bringing some new faces and shuffling things around. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. What's going on? You be, I know you keep up very closely with it. I do. It's been extremely fun. I yeah. really enjoyed the show. I think they're they're playing to a lot of strengths. Cornette, Cornette is uh, I I've always liked him for, even when I don't agree with a word that he says about something modern or something weird like a Joey Ryan or Lucha yeah. Underground. But it's like, all right, you're you're a guy that's worked in this business and made money. You have every right to your opinion of yeah. I don't like what this is. I like the wrestling that I some like. of that's got to be a work too. If I think sure, he, I think he old, believes some of it and I think I, I think a lot of it's an online persona he's created and I think a lot of it's also just stuff that he's not really watched all that much or been exposed that's to that's definitely or, that's clearly true so but that's fine whatever yeah. like he likes what he likes yeah 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 um but you're reminded when he gets in there and he talks he's so good at what he does right he elevates stories and he elevates talent. In such a compelling way. What he did for Loki. Once he got in the ring and talked with him. Uh, with his interactions with Eli Drake. like He brings so much. To their characters. Yeah. And and just the. The world of competition. That is around him. Like He really hits that home. Which you know. It's fun having. Uh, uh, I always say the wrong name. Uh, uh, Dutch Mantel around. Yeah. It's fun having Bruce Pitt around. Scott Demore. But they're not doing that. Right. Cornette's doing it. Mm -hmm. He's really making that show uh, a pickup in a lot of ways. Yes. So I think that's been awesome. Eli Drake is, next to EC3, those are the two best guys, I think, there. Yeah. And Eli Drake is deserving of this. He's such a great shit talker. Uh Uh-huh. And now for him to be in the championship spot is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's really great because I'm a fan of his. We've been watching him out here for a long time. Before he was Eli Drake, he was Sean Ricker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's a Southern California wrestler. So we've been seeing him on local promotions out here for a long time. And I remember years back first seeing that guy. I was like, this dude's going to be a huge star. Yeah, this guy yeah. can talk. He's got a body. He's got this like rock like attitude and all that. It's like, how is he not. Yeah. In the WWE right yeah, now. Like yeah, I was yeah. not intercontinental champ. You know, I I wonder what you think about this. I've always personally thought if you're not the number one promotion, if you're the number two promotion, I think it's I never think it's great to take a guy who used to be in WWE and wasn't the world champion there and make him the world champion in your promotion. So, like, I'm talking about, like, the Bobby Lashleys or whatever. Of, like, Lashley never... But Lashley's been great, and uh, he's been great, and his new character and everything is great. But, like, he never got to that level. So if you take a guy like a Lashley, who was only a mid-Carter in WWE... ECW world (laughs) champion! And then you say, he's our world heavyweight champion. Right. I think it comes off to the mainstream fans as you're a second rate promotion because it got I would say the same thing about Cody and Christian? that's tough for me to say Christian too okay. Christian too and Cody right now is ROH champion and and I, that's tough for me to say because Cody has what he's done for his career since he's done left WWE is unbelievable. I have tremendous admiration for him. Mm-hmm. He's better than he's ever been. But I think stop making that jerk off motion, Mark. <laughs> I think that he, um, I think that it, I think that the mainstream fans look at that and say this was a lower card guy in W in the big leagues, right? And he's the champion of your... Promotion, your promotion must not be that good. Anyways, Hmm. it's a long way of getting to, I like that Eli Drake is the champion GFW. Now, I like the idea of it, at least, because it's a guy who I think has got superstar caliber ability in every way, and... Wasn't there. I liked when EC3 was the champion. I like the idea of like, we're going to make our own guys. It's a homegrown talent. Yes. That, uh, TNA was strong in for a while there. They had moments where, uh, you know, arguably Samojo, but AJ Styles definitely was. Yes. Um, but I see what you're talking about. I, I have not ever thought of it that way. I've always heard the argument of, oh, WWE rejects going and working. Right. TNA or GFW. But to me, that never bothered me because I'm like, well, yeah, I want to see them. I still want to see them work and be involved in storylines and have mashups of different characters. But when it came to titles, I never thought of it that way. That's very interesting. I Mm. like that perspective. And I can see what you're saying as far as the masses go, where it's it does look second rate because, oh, if you couldn't get it there, then we'll just take the next biggest guy we can. And okay, they got the title now. Yeah. Uh, So how do you look at it for when it was Patron? Where Patron's been the okay, champion. Okay, I think it's better. Or Kurt Angle. When Kurt Angle was TNA champion. Because those guys were world champion in WWE. So then, for these guys, like a Christian or a Lashley, is that you have to see the, the struggle and the new character over time and see the chase. Where you can see that they're now getting the opportunity for that to be legitimate. I'm pretty. I'm pretty like um, harsh about this. Uh, to me, I don't even think that matters because I think that would be Cody. Like Cody, we've seen Cody do that. Like leave WWE, start from the ground up, build this complete new character persona, fight his way up, and then finally win like that ROH title. And I still don't like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I still think to the. I still think to the mainstream fan, it comes off as it makes your promotion look second rate. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, but I. But with GFW now I think they're making so many interesting choices they got so many uh storylines going on not to mention all the stuff with Grado and Laurel van Ness mm-hmm. and Joseph Park who are just all hilarious characters so they got a great mixed bag of stuff right mm-hmm. now. uh i'm I think it's fantastic, but it sucks because they have the rebranding the rebranding that I've wanted for years yes you don't, the, I, I do you don't love tNA do you don't miss tNA? <laughs> Well, in a way, I do. Uh, But I don't miss saying to people, like, yeah, I watched TNA. No, it was horrible. And it's been rebranded as Jeff's. I mean, think of how crazy this is. Jeff Jarrett starts a company. Yeah. 15 years ago. Right. Called TNA. Loses (laughs) control of the company. Yep. Is out. Starts up another one entirely. Yep. With a normal name. A green one. A neon green one. Global Force Wrestling. (laughs) And then gets in the position by another company that goes, hey, will you come back into your old company and oversee it? Because we want to rehaul it. Yeah. Sure. And then merges the two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a movie. When the fuck it's did ama- that I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. That he got enough money from two places to start up two wrestling companies. Yeah. Has that anything like that ever occurred? Vince McMahon didn't fail and then start up another... Well, like, maybe some stuff like that happened decades ago in, like, the territory days, but that's when there were, like, 40 territories all over the country, you know what I mean? Where, like, I'm sure some wacky things happened like that. And in this environment, though, where there's only a couple promotions and nobody's got TV and it's so hard to do anything, mm-hmm. it's an it's amazing story. And so he's rebranded. He's done everything that fans have demanded that they want. Yeah, that's true. And now I'm like in this position where I'm like pleading people to watch it, like give it a shot now. Yeah, now's the time to jump in. It's tough because they're working against all those years of how damaged that brand was, particularly in the Dixie Carter era after they left Spike. Mm -hmm. I think the brand was so hurt, it's just gonna take a while. You know what it needs some tits and ass (laughs) to bring people back in, you know. I mean, what do you do? What do you do at this point? You got a new champion. You got new stars. You got new people in place. You got some old. You got some new. I don't know what, what you if do. they what if they named the promotion GFW, but the week GFW with the weekly TV show was called TNA. <laughs> That'd be amazing. TNA Impact. TNA Impact. It works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just I, I'm I'm always just pushing that show because I, I I always like the alternative too. I watch yeah. so much WWE and I go yeah I, this all feels the same. I want something that feels different. Right, me you know no no I enjoy and- that about I try to follow everything else. you, you know I like. I, there's so much WWE and I, I I like to check in on it but I love to see how other people are doing it and we have a real this is a boom period in, in non-WWE a boob period? Uh, uh, TNA. a tip period <laughs> <laughs> in non-WWE programming, right? I mean, this amazing... This is an amazing time with the European scene and New Japan blowing up and uh, GFW rebranding and ROH is doing good, the best business they've ever done. It's like, it's a really, really, really... And even like, I guess this is within the WWE umbrella, but the some the stuff they're doing with NXT and the and the Cruiserweights and the May Young Classic, it's like, this is a fun... I have been a fan since August of 1986 and this is a really fun fun time to be a fan yeah this is my favorite time since the attitude era for sure yeah yeah this is a great time to be a fan it is there's there's so much and that's the kind of cool part like you do want to dip your toes in all the waters and just you want to be steve sears with all the sauces going "Ah." (laughs) and so many ways to see it like whatever i went on a saturday night i got home and turned on twitch and watched the last two matches of triple mania live on Twitch with English commentary for free. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like the world we're living in now where we can all access anything. I can watch any new Japan show that's on new Japan world live mm-hmm. w- and many of them with English commentary. It's amazing how we can just see everything now. Don't care for those commentators, Mark. <laughs> What's <that? laughs> don't care for them. They need some uh, new blood. <laughs> Did you watch any triple mania? Nope. No- <laughs> well the mania was tripled oh uh, did they have the triple cage from ready to rumble Ta- they ought to right with a name like triple mania they should perfect well how could they not no one's gonna sue them over that <laughs> i think they'd be thrilled <laughs> yeah they would be right they think thank god someone's using it <laughs> <laughs> like and the the top parts covered in dvds were giving out to the crowd <laughs> uh i didn't but i did see the may young class so did i yeah, I mean, we as we're recording this, only the first four episodes have aired. Only the first four episodes. Only four hours of incoherent names have battled each other <laughs> left and right. Oh man, Badrizi Kajakseritz, she was great. Rhonda Bahudzeritz, yep, she was good. What about Barbara Babebra? <laughs> so she's she's an undiscovered gem. <laughs> we didn't talk at all before the show. About May Young Classic. We oh, just okay. each said to each other, we've like, seen it. I was like, you're a fucking liar. We talked <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> no, before. I mean, we talked for a long time before the show about wrestling, but not about the May Young Classic. Yes. We just kind of said, we've both seen it. Let's talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of it? I have a tough time with these tournaments, with, like, the CWC. What, 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 what's tough about it for you? What's tough about it for me is um, it's watching, in large part, Thirty people that I don't know, I'm not invested in, and it's that Florida crowd that bugs the shit out of me. Where everything's the greatest thing ever, mm-hmm. and I just want to sit. And this enjoy is it. awesome. Can't fire all of them; they're the best. <laughs> Everything else sucks. Um, and I lose track. Like there's so many people that I, that everyone's so new, and if everyone's the best thing ever, like I lose track of it. I think back to WrestleMania four and I go, I was just watching people fight to win the title. All these matches weren't the greatest matches in the world. They're yeah. just fighting to get in the, turn- like to the, the tournament. The WrestleMania four uh, WWF heavyweight title tournament. Yes. Yeah. That Sometimes I just want to see matches within a tournament that are just people trying to move forward. I don't need to see everyone do the most amazing moves ever. And I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. I understand they're trying to impress everyone and get a job but I don't need the overly heightened 11-star match yeah. in each match in this bracket. That's the part that it, I get burnt out. Like, I'm watching episode two, and I'm going, I get it. They're, everyone's great. Everyone can do all of these things. Yeah, But some of these can be not necessarily duds, but just a simple story in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's great people. There's They're amazing, but there's also... Then I'm seeing like, oh man, this this one's amazing. She's so good. She does so, and she's knocked out. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I maybe I'll see you on Raw someday. I felt that way too about some of the yeah, some of the talent. You go. I I want to say that I really liked the show so far overall. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Lita and Jr. Best commentary team of all time. I th- are you being serious? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that. I love JR on this show. Love him. uh uh-huh. Uh Lita, I think has been fine. Nice. I think she's That's been what fine. She says a lot. <laughs> you could get super drunk if every time she goes nice after a big power move. You could tell Ross is very loose and comfortable on the show. And you could tell that Lita like no it's pants. A, it's her friend. <laughs> well, that helps. Well, doesn't he pee his pants sometimes? And then he probably just takes them off. Good but, thing I'm wearing brown pants. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you could tell Lita's like Tense and nervous about being out there, as she should be. It's her first time doing it. Sure, because like there'll there'll be times during the show where Ross tries to like joke around, like initiate some light banter with her. You Mm -hmm. know, he's like, "Well, yeah, but but, wow, that that move was crazy. Boy, you must have done some crazy moves in your time, Lita." And she's like here's what's going on in the match. <laughs> you know, it's like, she just like freezes for a second, but um, she listens to a lot of vampiro commentary on Lucha underground. Oh, does that happen there too? I haven't seen Lucha She's in a just while. Like, I got to focus. I got to yeah. focus and say weird shit. Yeah. 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 She's uh in her head, as we would say in the improv world, a yes. little bit, I think. But um, I thought, I think Ross has been, I love Ross on this show. I, you know, when I expected to watch the first, like, 10, 20 minutes of the first episode. I was like, oh, this is not going to be something I'm going to be interested in. I don't think I'm really going to love this show. I'm not a person who watches Shimmer or is super into women's wrestling. Man, at Mark Worzek on Twitter, everybody, for those misogynist comments. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I was really interested in how they produced it. I want to see how WWE packaged and produced it. So okay. I was like, I'll watch a little bit of it. Watch the entire thing. Like, binge those first four and... I thought it was really easy to watch. I really enjoyed it. And like, I didn't realize how crucial Jim Ross is going to be to the whole thing from my point of view, because he's the only person like to your point, we don't know any of these wrestlers. Right. And we also know Lita, but she's never been a commentator before. Right. Like the only person that's, the, and everything else, all the branding is new, the name is new, the concept is new. The only dude we know is Jim Ross. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it was a really brilliant choice to have the most famous wrestling announcer that we're all really comfortable with call this thing. Mm-hmm. Um I know not everybody's loved him on there, but it worked for me. But I'm a Ross fan in general. I'm cool with him, too. I think my only criticism of Ross would be, um, just as a choice, is he's so exceptional when it comes to people that he knows, that he's been watching for years or weeks on end to talk about stuff. And I don't know how familiar he is with all of these competitors, but when he knows, it's like the New Japan uh, criticisms he gets, where it's like, So has he just been given a piece of paper with bullet points about this guy? Yeah. But when he's coming in to talk Roman Reigns and Undertaker, no problem. He can flourish because he can tell a story about those guys because he knows them backwards and forwards. So that's my only criticism on him is just like he's probably dealing with half of them that he's just meeting on the day. No, you know what? He actually talked about this on his podcast, and you're right. He did not know these these – Wrestlers. Mm-hmm. He did not know them and didn't know anything about them mm-hmm. and, and just said, I'm going to study like crazy and I'll be ready to go by it's the like time of that. Make a video package. I'll watch it. Yeah. They also went, he said on his podcast uh, uh, last week, or I think, they, he and Lita had to go back into the studio and they re uh, dubbed, they did new announcing for 16 of the matches. Uh, they flew them back out to Stanford because they want, he said, they wanted to tell the stories a little bit differently in the matches. So, really? yeah, which is, uh, I mean I'd have to do the math and I'm bad at math but ha- over half of the ma- I I mean I don't know how many matches in the in the tournament would there be total 16 and 28 Yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but anyways they they did but he he really worked for me. I thought that the um I loved these two things I'm going to say contradict each other I think. <laughs> On one hand women are terrible <laughs> and women's wrestling is really exciting. Women don't belong in the ring. <laughs> um but they're really good. <laughs> The, on one hand, I I really liked, part of what I liked about this tournament, it's like remind me of one thing I love about professional wrestling, is seeing new talent. Mm-hmm. You know, like new people and getting excited about them and being like, this person could be a star and wow, this person could really make an impact and I could see this person on Raw. And I enjoyed that part of these four episodes, like mm-hmm. wow, there's all these talented wrestlers out there that I'm not familiar with that I think could be... Only 32 of them. (laughs) I think could be game changers. But at the same time, I thought it was really tough as a viewer to track being introduced to... Thirty-two different people. Mm-hmm. So one thing I would I would tweak for next time is to cut that number down and or get some more faces in the tournament that we're familiar with. Yes, you know uh, some some XWWE wrestlers that are still out there. I mean, mm-hmm. Serena was kind of that, yeah. but that are still out there that we kind of know so you're not having to completely introduce us to 32 people. It's a right. lot. And you get excited. Like like you said, you're watching it and you get invested, right? You're like, hey, this person seems pretty cool. I like this person. I, maybe and then it's a five-minute match and they lose. And you're like, I just invested in them and watched a video package and learned their story, and now I'm maybe never going to see this person again in my life. Yeah. And now i got to take in the next two and go, uh, well, I guess that one's gone. Yeah. I, I, they're, they're gone from my brain. Yeah, yeah. But already, I think, man, some of these wrestlers are going to be huge stars. There's a lot of potential in this group, and some of them are ready for Raw right now. Mm -hmm. Didn't you think Tessa Blanchard was great? She was really good. Man. And, of course, her opponent, I can't remember her name, but I know she was a top. Kim Jong-un. Oh, no, no. No? that was incredibly racist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kim. Kim is a female name. You better be careful. They'll, uh, the North Koreans will will bug your computer and shut down the show. Hey, as long as they write and review the show first, they'll expose all your emails like they did to Sony. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they can't. Well, well, that might be bad. But uh, I know she's a top Japanese star in stardom for like a really long time. But um, Yeah, I don't remember her name. But like a lot of great people and. Um, a lot of people I'd love to see. I like the way they were presented. I like that they were presented as athletes. I like the way uh, Triple H presents this stuff with pro wrestling as a sport. It's got a lot of the great little touches that I love about pro wrestling mm-hmm. um, that you don't see always on Monday Night Raw. You know, even... It, look, we're, the the way the women are portrayed uh, on Raw and SmackDown is a lot better than it used to be in the brawn panties matches D- divas days. Mm-hmm. But it still is like... It's still not where it could be, and I thought that the May Young Classic felt a lot more respectful towards the women and contemporary, and just treated them like athletes. Yeah, but uh, and a lot of interesting folks, and a lot these women are not all divas. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of different body types. And I, I, I hate even talking about that stuff, but I think it's relevant to talk about in light of the way WWE portrayed women's wrestlers for so long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always enjoy the different types anyway. Like, I think it's just more interesting. If everybody's a cookie cutter, then it's boring. Right. Like, you want to see the different sizes. Because when, you know, you're watching Raw and Alexa Bless is out there holding up a title and then Nia Jax shows up, there's an immediate, whoa, she's way bigger than her. Yeah, she's gonna be the champion, right? Against her, you know? I mean, this is what we thought of it, but I don't know what people at WWE thought of it. How are they feeling internally? I wonder. Well, but- I invited you know anyone from the WWE that wanted to speak on behalf of the Mayon Classic, yeah, to talk about it. Oh, did is anybody willing to come by? Or I mean, I had the door locked ever since Jason Jordan walked out of here. Yeah, so I guess I was foolish. I, mean, I should just leave the door open. Yeah, she should we just check. See what's going on. Oh, but oh. oh my god. Uh, uh, whoa, the door was locked. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon. I didn't realize you were out there. I had an invitation to walk in here. Oh my god, Vince McMahon. I did not realize you were here. We would, of uh, course, have the door open for you immediately. There's no air conditioner out there. It's no, hot. it's hot in Los Angeles right uh, now. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, drink some water. Uh, you must be here early for uh, no mercy. <laughs> did you come a couple of weeks early just to check Scouting things out? It out, just scout it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Staples Center. Yeah. No. Your two all time favorites are going to be pitted in the ring against each other, Roman and Cena. How are you going to choose? Your two babies. Oh. Uh, Sophie's choice. Double knockout. Oh. <laughs> but, we, you know, we were actually talking about the May Young Classic when you walked in. Ah, there, you know? the May Young Classic. Yeah. Are you excited? Have yeah. you been watching? I have been watching it. Is yeah, it great. Yeah, it's great so far, yeah. Paying tribute to the greatest <laughs> diva of all time. Oh. <laughs> May Young. Yeah, I don't usually hear her referred to as the greatest diva of all time. Greatest diva diva of all time wow when i think of diva i think of sort of the 90s attitude era you know uh, voluptuous women who can't really wrestle yeah didn't you see may young then no, no. she was uh, she was there in the attitude era oh you're right she was she was there oh it was a good time and well unfortunately may young since has passed yeah and this is a way to tribute to May Young. Yeah, I remember her in the Attitude Era. She had a, I remember her with Mark Henry. Oh. They had a storyline. Yeah. Great. You know, there's a lot of people wondering, what what is this going to mean for these divas all right. wrestling each other? 32 divas well, competing. <laughs> women wrestlers. We're not using diva anymore. But. 32 <laughs> divas mm-hmm. in, all competing, for, vying for one spot. But what's the prize? What's Ooh, what what, 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 what are they going to win? Are they going to be NXT champion? Is that what going to be? Is that what's going to happen? Are they going to go straight to Raw? I don't know. You tell us. I'll tell you. I'm breaking the scoop right now. All right. Bring it to you. What's going to happen is a tribute (laughs) to Mae Young. They will be invited on the finals to SmackDown Live. Yes. And the winner will be inseminated by Mark Henry. Really? Live in front of the crowd. Wow. Yes. And then the winner will be powerbombed from the stage Through tables. By the Dudleys? That's right. By the Dudleys. (laughs) One night only. So they're going to relive Mae Young's greatest moments. And for one night only, Jeff Jarrett will be invited back. Yes. To hit the winner over the head with a guitar (laughs) and put her in a figure four leg lock. I don't know if any of these women have been informed of any of this, uh, Mr. McMahon. They may not have wanted to participate if they knew this was the prize. This is the greatest prize of all to be held in great regard, like Mae Young was. I think the women today want to be treated a little more, forgive me, sir, but a little more respectfully than that. You're right. You know, you're right. When someone has an idea, I am always listening. So they will be invited to the Royal Rumble. Okay. People are always talking about women in the Royal Rumble. Yes. Well, at the Royal Rumble event, they will come out for a bikini contest and we will expose Vince. their old saggy breasts. Vince, no, Vince. You remember what they had with Mae Young? Vince, they, these their women... Old, saggy breasts will the, be exposed. These women aren't old and they don't have saggy breasts. In time, they will be and we'll play it on the WWE Network and not give them any residual. Vince, I think you're missing the boat here of what of what your son-in-law, Triple H, is trying to do huh? and your daughter, Stephanie, in the way they present the women in this May Young classic. It's a new era. They're presenting as legitimate athletes equivalent to the men I see I see what you're talking about you're right I I, I haven't been aware of the times that we're living in yeah I guess I'm a little old fashioned yeah yeah well then I guess I'll have to rethink the prize and maybe we'll do something something better more respectful Mm. something that is equal to the men Good. We'll just not put him on the card at all. Oh, no fans. It's women after all, right? Fans. Come on, we'll just leave him off the card. Vance. People want to watch John Seda <laughs> and Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. What about Sasha Banks? What about Bailey? What she about She can't the- even hold on to her title? That's how terrible she is. She can't even hold on to her title. People are getting up and going to the bathroom. They call her a loser. What about Bailey? Did you even see... She can't even take a simple bump. <laughs> she's breaking her shoulder. What about Nia Jax? She's The Rock's cousin, Vince. Nia Jax is the greatest up-and-coming man to wrestle. No, Vince. What are you talking about? No, she's a, Nia Jax is a woman. Yeah, right. It's a big... That's, that's uh, I think, The Rock's brother. Naya Jax What about Alexa Bliss? She's sort of based on Harley Quinn, the comic book character. She's been she's been a sensation. Vince. People love midgets; they go crazy oh, for Vince. them. We lost Hornswoggle; he got too expensive. Now we got Alexa Bliss. Vince, what about Emma? She's uh, she's she hashtags all the time. She's like a millennial. She started the divas' revolution, the women's revolution. She always says she's a, a new Eugene for women. No, <laughs> have you heard the way she talks? She's got Vince. Down syndrome. Vince, what about what about the iconic veteran Mickey James? She's just returned. She looks like a million bucks. She's as talented as she ever was. Remember, she she, she she's she's great. She's back on your roster. We're just trying to get Magnus. Oh, he's amazing. He's an Englishman that doesn't speak with an English accent. <laughs> Vince. I'm really disappointed in your analysis of the current women on the Raw roster. I think I have the finger on the pulse. Hey, have you talked to Sable lately? Oh, she's doing well. (laughs) She's locked in the compound. Brock won't let her out. But she's very excited we're going to induct her into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Are we sure she's still alive? Has anyone heard from her for sure? I mean, it could be Brock Lesnar doing a feminine voice. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure. Well, Vince, uh, I got to tell you, with you in charge... I don't know if I have a lot of uh, high expectations for what happens to these women after this Mae Young Classic. Well, you should, because after this, we're going to have another tournament. Oh, yeah, we are. The Dirty Foreigner Tournament. Oh no! <laughs> That'll be great for our international numbers. Yeah, we'll you... just have all Dirty Foreigners wrestling each other, Vince. And then afterwards, we'll put them in a faction called the Dirty Foreigners. Vince, I've got them, my finger on the pulse. Vince, these ideas—you're just turned seventy-two years old—and these ideas are outdated. Fresh, new, exciting, and John Cena will beat all the Dirty Foreigners for USA. USA, USA, USA. That was so discouraging. Yeah, it's. uh, Uh, I I, I was excited for some of the ideas, I've got to be honest. That's really sad. That really made me sad, Scott. Well, Triple H isn't in charge, you know? Yeah, one day. He gets some ideas in there. But, Scott, do you think Vince will ever die? (laughs) No, I don't, Mark. No, I don't. That's going to be the most horrific episode of Raw ever. (laughs) No one will believe it. No. (laughs) Well, God forbid. Hopefully Vince lives a a thousand years. I think any employee that starts to put together a package of the tribute to Vince McMahon, if they find out about it, they're immediately fired. (laughs) Yeah. For acknowledging that he may die. Right. That he may (laughs) ever die. That's like, it, you know, like big papers, like the New York Times and stuff, for celebrities that get really old or famous people, they like prep their obituaries uh-huh. so that when the time comes, they can get it out there right away. <laughs> but no one will be allowed to do that at WWE. No. <laughs> Drawn and quartered immediately. <laughs> well, I hope Vince lives forever. He's given me a lot of great entertainment over the years. I don't necessarily hope that he's in charge of creative for WWE forever, but I hope <laughs> he lives forever. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in charge. Maybe him and Triple H will switch one day. Yeah. Where then Triple H will take over wwe and vince will do nxt (laughs) couldn't you just see that happening that'd be amazing (laughs) well mark i know you got a lot of irons in the fire Please let the listeners know where they can follow and what you got going on. Well, I'll just mention some of the wrestling stuff that I've got going on. Mention so, a non-wrestling one uh, too. Well, all right. Come well, on. I uh, I am uh, now a host at AfterBuzz TV, as I mentioned on the Raw AfterBuzz After Show. Yes. So every Monday night after Raw at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific, uh, midnight Eastern, we go live on YouTube with our After Show. We break down what happened on Raw, and then it's a podcast. So you can subscribe on iTunes, listen to it anytime you want, but it's up quickly after after we're done. And then uh, also, I am a regular uh, guest on Ringside Pop. That's another new show yes. on AfterBuzz TV with our friend Dale Rutledge. It's his show. and uh, But uh, but his his co-hosts on that show are, are Kia Stevens, who of course was Awesome Kong, or, awesome, or Karma, mm-hmm. uh, or Amazing yep. Kong, whatever you want to call her. And she's on Glow uh, now, the Netflix show, and many other things. And also Marty Elias, another co-host on the show. Marty's great. He works for Glow. He works for Lucha underground but for many years he was a wwe referee and i didn't know marty before doing this show with him and i gotta say he's got he's a really cool guy and he's got some very cool stories that he always tells on the show from his years as a wwe referee it's he's fascinating i used to watch him in upw no oh, really yeah he was out here that roughing out here in that local promotion mm-hmm. right so that's ringside pop that's also on after buzz tv comedy central Detroiters Season 2, it'll be in the spring. Check it out, though. That's awesome. And you can watch Kevin Nash Season season 1, Episode 9 on Detroiters. And on Twitter... I'm on at all my social, at Mark Warzeka M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A. And the man behind Vince Googling on oh, Twitter. Yes. that's true, that's true. Is, still, is Ryback still mentioning you? Uh, I don't know, but he did mention it many times on his show, which I appreciate. Uh, for myself, you can check out uh, Wrestling Compadre Slamcast. This past week, we have a double uh, episode. We got two episodes uh, there for you. One uh, episode has an interview with Tessa Blanchard. And another episode dedicated all to Eli Drake in studio. Cool. So that's super fun. And he's got amazing stories about his struggle and his journey coming out here. Very, very funny stories, too. So you're going to want to check those out. Uh, Dave Made a Maze of course, available everywhere on Video On Demand. So check that out. Myself, John Hennigan in it, and many, many other talented people. And it's written by Steve Sears. After Buzz TV, SmackDown, After Show. You can check me out on there. And, of course, YouTube.com slash On Your Mark Show. Cody Angle. Son of Kurt Angle and Karen Jarrett. Amazing. uh, Last week, uh, an episode unlike any other. uh, So check that out. And also this week is a profile on Freak Show Wrestling with Marky Extreme going to Freak Show Wrestling and meeting the many characters that surround that uh, crazy, crazy promotion. So check all that stuff out. So uh, thank you, Mark, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a blast. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Mark Warzeka. Enjoy your wrestling, kids.